It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's episode 11, Below the Belt, we are back. Is back it? to free men. Is it 11? Oh, let's not start the episode yeah. numbers now. This is an off-air no, conversation. It's 11, it's 11. yeah. No, it's yeah. definitely 11. You let him check. No, no, you carry on talking. Fuck, oh, okay. don't do that to me. No. Well, this is a great start. This is a great start professional, after being, professional. A, being away for a few weeks. I'm so, saying it's 11. I'm yeah. saying it's 11. All right, yeah. let's go over there. Well, last one was 10, so this one was <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Brilliant. We got there. Hey, I'm Alex from Bristol, back as your host after knocking out Flav. We had a we had a face off. You settled it like men shirts off in the yard. On the, on the cobbles. Yeah. Cobbles. First blood. Skin and on I skin. took all of his blood. So I'm joined by Callum from Boxing Monthly. Alright. Uh T. Bloop. Where are we saying you're from? Just T from N. Parts unknown. Parts unknown, parts unknown. Parts unknown. We're back. From everywhere. So, what have we been up to? Good to know anything that's gone on in between last recording, yeah. anything to note? Yeah, I know what's, what's been pretty good that's gone on. I got one of those NES things, one of those new Nintendo classic. Yeah, we're talking about it. <laughs> you fucking let us down. Right. I bought one of those new Nintendo classic mini things, the new NES things, and uh, watch, just watch Alex from Bristol twitch against Glass Joe in the opening <laughs> fight. He just twitched <laughs> against a can. Yeah, but put it in context. What's this? Is Mike Tyson? What's it called? Mike Tyson's Mike punch Tyson's out punch out on the old know. school Nintendo. All of you over the age of thirty and should should know about you know should know about Mike Tyson's punch out. And uh, Glass Joe was like the first guy. He's the bum basically, you know, and uh, the Sid Razak of computer, <laughs> of computer games and. Uh, all with all due respect to Sid Razak. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm trying to teach Al. I've watched Al and he's fucking lost by stoppage in the first fight. Let's have it right. <laughs> Second fight, you lost points. Yeah. Third fight, points again. No, no, I won the, uh, TKO, won the third mate. one. TKO, TKO in the trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. Classic trilogy with Glass Joe. Death. Life and death with a can. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to, watching you lose. To be fair, I, I, I can't even win a fight in uh, in gaming situations. Just got no head movement. That's the problem. No. I can't get that head movement. But there we go. I feel like Joshua. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> I got some stuff to say about that. <laughs> yes. So let's go. Well, it's been it's been a busy time, but we're going to start probably uh, the most notable in Vegas: Pacquiao, Jesse Vargas. It was in Vegas. Yeah, it was in Vegas. Yeah, it was in Vegas. Uh, Pacquiao Vargas. So 
he comes back again he's in a year. He's had a year where he's beat Jesse Vargas and Tim Bradley. It's a good year. Kel Brook had done that year. Everyone thinking of matchroom boys. That's a really good That's point. That's a really good. It's a good year, you know. Manny Pacquiao's still a top fighter. He, he's still an absolute top fighter. I think he gives most welterweights fits. I think I think if he was to fight Keith Thurman or Danny Garcia, I think those two may start as narrow favourites against him. I think everybody else. He's probably a favourite against, and I think he gives Furman and Garcia really good fights. You know, there's, you know, I think people gave him too much of a hard time with the Mayweather loss. Let's not. I mean, without going into the fight too much, because I'm sure you know people have watched it. They, they make their own kind of opinions from it. But he looked good. You know, I, th- I don't yeah. think he's got that. Um, I think he's lost that kind of killer instinct. I don't think that's the Pacquiao. A Pacquiao of 09 probably would have stopped him. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, but he's not had a stoppage in about six years. So. Yeah. He's not had a stoppage since against the weight drained Miguel Cotto in 2009. Mm. So. And I think um, um, uh, Margarito. He didn't stop him. Oh, uh, no, he didn't stop him. Went distance. He, he went distance. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, he should have been stopped. His eye was a fucking disgusting. Yeah, he was still fine. And Margarito still. The fucking state of Margarito's eye. I'm sorry to jump. People said that Pacquiao was quite affected by the end of it. By the end of it, after that fight. Yeah, because he's a little bit affected by it. Yeah, because I think he wanted it to be stopped. He kind of wanted it to be stopped. And uh, I think the Marquez fight had a big effect on him as well. You know, because he was really aggressive in that (coughs) fight. He got dropped himself. He dropped Marquez. And then he went for the kill, didn't he? And then just got caught with a right right hand coming in. And he's. I think that's really affected him. How long ago was that? That was four. Four years in your face, really, it's remarkable. We think of where he, what he's still doing now, following that. Yeah, I really. think that might have been 2013. I think maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like I said, it, I, Vargas had a had a good sixth round. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I didn't. I don't think he disgraced himself in any way. No, I thought he did no. all right. But um, Pacquiao just looked like he had levels and, and and gears to go into that he that he could, that he could uh, put into place when needed. And that, and that was about it, really. But I mean, what do you think's next for for Pacquiao? T? I mean, what where would you? Where would you see? What, what would you like to see? Or are you not bothered? Um, it's hard to say. It's like the, the Pacquiao and Mayweather. There's, they're a bit of a shadow over the entire division. And until they both, you know, retire for good, they're always going to be like, well, you know, could Garcia fight Pacquiao? Could Garcia fight Mayweather? And they're just being a, they're a bit of a they're a bit of a hindrance. Um, who does Pacquiao fight next? I think there might be Crawford. I'm, I'm not even I'm not even sure. Um, yeah. I mean, he's got good options. It's a very deep division, but I think ultimately, I think the Pacquiao v Mayweather two is is obviously going to happen. Is it deep? Is it deep though? Really, when you look at, I think you look at like Garcia and Furman mm-hmm. uh, in quality. I mean, in terms of what what can Pac- Pacquiao doesn't have to prove anything, obviously anymore. I mean, he's had a stellar career, but you know, in terms of, I mean, for me, I'm thinking about what's next. Something that I would actually be interested in, and I think. You know, one, I, I wouldn't be upset if he said I'm going to retire now and that's it. You know, I wouldn't be overly upset. He's done what he's done and, and he's been fantastic. But you know, I'd like to see the, the Furman um, Garcia. I'd like to see the winner of that. I'd like, that'd be that'd interest me. And, I, and Amir Khan would interest me as well. Yeah, I don't know about Amir Khan. I'm just you know, it's, from an interest point of view, I, I think that's one that Freddie Roach would want as well. I think Freddie Roach wanted because I think it's kind of personal for him, isn't it? I think I think he doesn't like the way Khan's been since he left him. Khan. Khan's just been knocked out, and I think uh, I think Khan's very smart in what he's doing by taking the layoff after the Canelo fight. I think that's he's doing that, hoping that people are going to forget he was knocked out in his last fight. And I know Canelo's a lot bigger than him, but he was knocked out, and he was he was knocked out comprehensively. And uh, I think for me, I think I think T makes a really valid point. I think they have a they are Mayweather and Pacquiao do have a shadow over the over the division and over boxing as a whole. 
because you've still got Golovkin talking about fighting Mayweather and there was a stupid bit of thing going around about uh, Pacquiao fighting uh, Golovkin yeah. and uh, they do I would like to see both of them just retire and leave the sport to be honest um, I, I think it's time for boxing to I think it's time for boxing to just move on from them from them both mm. um, I, I think what is good for Pacquiao and for boxing is that Bob Arum and Al Heyman seem to have made up now yeah there's it's a bit more dialogue isn't it for a long time, Pacquiao, he had to fight Marquez four times. and It was Margarita and it was Cotto Bradley three times, you know, because he, Bob Aaron would refuse to do business with anybody else. Now he's, him and Al Heyman seem to have made up. They seem to be doing some business now. So that opens the door for Furman, for Garcia, for Porto, if Porto was to get Marquez up. five? No. I mean, what's Marquez doing? I mean, it's over two years now, isn't it? He's he, he meant to have um, fought Cotto, but they couldn't agree on that. There's even talk of Pacquiao fighting um, Alvarez, but he's too big. Manny Pacquiao hasn't fought a puncher in a long time. He's not fought, you know, a legit welter. He has not ever really fought a a puncher at welterweight, really. Um, Cotto was the last. I'd probably say the last one. Cotto came, you know, he was a catchweight. So I I, I think Crawford. I think that's probably likely. You know, Floyd. I think Floyd. I don't think Floyd's going to come back. He's forty years old in February. Well, let's let's hold hold the Mayweather stuff yeah. now because yeah. I just want I just want to mention Jesse Vargas. Okay, you know because he, he, like I said, didn't disgrace himself no. in, in any way. Just you know there was gears that he couldn't go up to, which which I think is is fair. Uh, I mean, what what do you think of Vargas? What's what's your overall anything any groundbreaking that's going to be done by him? I mean, I don't see it myself personally. Not, not really. He's an opponent. He's an opponent. He's a he's what um, he's a B class fighter. And that's good, and he's a good fighter, and he won a belt, and he won an interim belt at Junior Welterweight as well. He's decent. Bradley beat him 11 rounds to one. That's his level. That's his level. He's a good opponent. He can make fringe world. Well, he can win belts, but he'll never. he's not a world-class fighter in the truest sense of the word. Yeah. And he's, he'll never be a lineal champion, a unified champion. <clears throat> he was a good... I, wanna, I don't know about comeback opponent for Pacquiao, because he was retired for five months. Mm. Fuck's sake, about as retired as I as I am, um, but he's a good he's a good fighter. He's a good we fighter. were we all thought that Brook would have beaten Vargas when that oh, fight was yeah. being moved, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, even um, <coughs> he's even been mentioned to fight Pacquiao, um, Carl Brook. Mm. So, well, he has said now. Carl Brook has now said, doesn't he, that he <coughs> wants to that he wants to stay at one four seven. That he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna vacate the belt, and that means he'll fight Errol Spence. Which look for all my when I said when we talked about the Brook Golovkin fight and I said you know you can't tell us that you can't you're not you can't go back down to 147 yeah. I can't because this is going to be much better weight for me up against Golovkin you know I, I shouldn't really be doing it 147 and now say I'm going to do 147 yeah, yeah, yeah. forget all that you know that, it interests me you know Brook and Errol Spence is what I wanted to see yeah, because I, I love Errol Spence and I, I don't think he'll fight Spence personally because he, he just wants some money now mm. I think Brook just wants to do a cash grab and um <clears throat> if the Pacquiao fight can happen for him, then he'll probably fight him instead. Yeah. You're right. It might turn out into yeah. what else is available. I think. Yeah. I think uh, Hearn has said that 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 he will. He wants to stay at one. That they. He's said, "I want to stay at one four seven. Obviously, we know that. You know what? Take everything that's said by well, any but promoters but as a whole with yeah. a pinch of salt. Um, uh, as as Red, but. Like I said, I hope he does stay one for seven because I think that Errol Spence fight is a, is a good fight. The only thing that that he said his motivation behind staying <clears> at one uh, welterweight was keeping the belt. He didn't want to give up the belt. So if he wants to keep the belt, he's got to fight Spence. Spence yeah. is his mandatory. He, he applied for a, for a uh, an extension to the mandatory. Uh, I think it's ninety days, and that kicks in from December. Mm. Uh, so he's. 
from March onwards, he's got to fight Spence or take a unification fight, I think is what the ruling was. So that's fight Pacquiao or the winner of Furman and Garcia, which is just going to be brilliant. That's going to be brilliant. I can't wait for that, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. What, what do you think? Very quickly, Garcia, Garcia Furman, if you had to, without going into in-depth, if you had to pick a winner right now... Um, Furman. Yeah, I think I'd get Furman too. I think Garcia has this ability to, to step up his game. And before he fought against Matisse, he was not a favourite. No, all no, and I true. think before, <clears throat> I think the fight before they met, uh, Matisse beat was it was it Peterson in three rounds. He did. And the look on Garcia's face, rings. I was like, "Fuck you know, what am I getting myself into?" <laughs> the memes going yeah. around were amazing. Yeah. And um, I just think Garcia, like Andre Ward, who we'll talk about later, one has the ability to fight at the level of his opponents. You took the word that so, out. Yeah, you took it is. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Garcia was to put on a clinic and yeah. beat Furman. Furman's not. Uh, he's not, you know, invincible at all. Porter gave him fits at times. That I thought that was a pretty close fight, but Furman just. Do you think really? I thought, was, I thought Furman was always in front, but I thought he was always in front and he was always winning. But Porter gave him a load of trouble, and he's really. But Porter gives he, anyone trouble just from style, don't you think? I think it makes yeah. it look like he's giving people more trouble than perhaps he is sometimes. The thing I'm is about sure. Furman, he can be hurt to the body. We've seen it in his life. Yeah. Mm. Um, Louis Colazzo hurt him to the body That's badly, true. and then he managed to see out the round and Porter hurt him badly to the body as well. Garcia has got some dig on him. Garcia's a quality fighter. I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but gun to my head, Furman. Fair enough. So let's talk Mayweather. Gosh, this is this is a treat for you, isn't it? Where's my fucking money team hat? I should go put it on. So Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather was at the fight. Yep. Uh, at the Pacquiao-Vargas fight. Anything, a little bit of... Smiling from Pacquiao, that yeah. wasn't obviously stage and a little bit of uh, yeah. choreograph there. But yeah, look, let's get to, to what everyone is talking about. Do you think it will happen this next year? No, I'm going to say no. I, I think Floyd's bored. I think he misses the attention. Hmm. Um, but I don't think he has the desire to box. I don't. I don't. And he's, he's like I said, like I said a minute ago, he's 40 in February. Um, you know, I, I do. I think he's been out. I don't know. I don't think he'll come back. I, I wouldn't be shocked if if the fight was made, but I, I do think he, he'll stay retired. I, I think he was long bored with boxing before he retired. If the fight happens, T, does anything change? No. Result, no, style of um, fight. You know, on Facebook they've got this thing called "On This Day," and I think Pacquiao would just beat. Um, I think he beat Marquez, and I said this fight just illustrates why I think Mayweather beats him, and Mayweather was retired then. Up. If they fought 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 5 years from now, it's the same result and it always will be the same result. Mayweather wins unanimous decision. It's Mayweather's... The thing is, and that, what you said about Mar- Marquez is, is a good gauge for, for, for the Pacquiao. It always was a good gauge for that fight because Marquez is a counter-puncher, he's a pure boxer, he's a boxer in a pure sense of the word. But the thing is about Marquez, he does nothing better than Floyd. He never did. He's not faster, he doesn't hit harder, his feet aren't better, he doesn't counter-punch, he doesn't do anything better than Floyd. He was, it was, for me, as a fucking fanboy, but just as someone that watches boxing, and I think I know a little bit, it was always going to be Floyd. And it was always, the style of Floyd is just all wrong for Pacquiao, always was. Fair enough. Do we want to see it? I'm, test- I'm guessing no from your answer. I don't particularly want no. to, but um, I think it's going to happen. It's just. Um, would you watch it? Would you pay for it? Yeah, I probably would. I, probably I don't would. think I'd pay for it, but. I will, well, you know, I would. <laughs> yeah. I'd pay to watch him have a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, the thing is, you would. Uh, wouldn't mm, you? Yeah, yeah, I probably would. All right, so let's, let's, uh, let's move on. eBay. 
Yeah. Yeah, if he could make money from it, he'd sell it. Um, okay, so let's let's move on. Over a couple of weeks ago, we had we had Frankie Gavin and Sam Eggington. So fucking good and fight. what turned out to be a really really good yeah. fight, which we'll, we'll maybe talk about the fight a little bit in a minute. But we want to talk a little bit about weight this yeah. week. So there's there's lots of issues surrounding weight, and obviously rules and regulations and, and procedures around weight have changed, you know, numerous times in in the last in the last few years. Frankie Gavin missed the weight for his fight with Eggington. So he came in at, I think... In, at, it was 149, was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was about three pounds over, wasn't it? I think it was, it was like 49 point something, so yeah. about two and a half pounds. So what his argument was, his argument was with a week to go, he, he or a couple of days ago, he was quite comfortable in losing, I think it was five pounds or think, five yeah, to six pounds. Yeah, it was like six pounds and 48 hours. At that time, and he's saying that the board said no. Yeah. So, I mean, I, refresh me of the... I, I was unsure of, of what that actually meant. Surely if he, he could still do it... Yeah. But the the board just said, they, I think no, they, they yeah. can stop. They can't stop him from doing it, can they? If he wanted to do it, he could have done it. Yeah, but. exactly. Yeah, if they could have stopped him, but they were just. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if they they can't stop him from trying to make the weight, but they're going to say, look, you, we don't think it's safe for you to make. Weight. But what I'm saying is, is yeah. there is there in black and white yeah. what you are not allowed to lose in. Not fight, fight really. week or fight a couple of days. I mean, I don't know how they decided. Because it's be about sanctioning week. bodies again, isn't yeah. it? And that's the problem. That's the fucking age-old problem with boxing is that there's no unilateral control. There's no universal uh, governing body of boxing, and that's always been the problem with it. Uh, the WBC, they do 60-day weight checks, and they do 30-day weight checks, and you, you saw that with yep. the Kell Brook fight. He was heavier than Golovkin going into the fight the whole way. You've got IBF. That the do IBF the, yeah. They do 10 pounds, or it's 10% of the weight. Um, the day after the fight, the British board, I guess they may have their own rules. The British board's rules and regulations are really fucking secret. You probably have to go down into a cave and there's a huge dusty fucking book you'd have to dig out. Because trying to find out what the what the uh, the rules are on a fucking British title fight are hard enough <clears> to find. So I'm not sure, to be honest, what the rules are. So that was, the, I mean, that was what actually happened. And that's that was what Frankie's yeah. kind of defence, in inverted commas, was. Yeah. T, what, what do you think of the... How do you feel when you see a fight like that miss away in a fight that was pretty defining for him at this point? It's a, it was a big fight for him that he, he really needed to win. It's disappointing, and you know, in the context of um, Frankie Gavin and his career, I mean, it's really clear that he should be fine at one forty. Um, it doesn't really, it doesn't have the physique of a boxer. I'm not saying all boxers should be ripped like Anthony Joshua per se, but he looks like he's at a one weight division too high. Um, I was disappointed because I really thought he could beat Eggington, and. Um, no, I think it's difficult because there's, I mean, there's been talk of um, bringing back same-day weigh-ins, but then that's not helpful either because you had, I think, Nigel Ben fought you back the first time on the same day and he was running up Marty Story car park trying to lose a weight on the same day of the fight. Yeah. You know, which is dangerous. You know, you're more, you, you know, you're more um, prone to brain injuries. Yeah. So what's the pros of bringing back same-day weigh Because I hear, I hear people talk about it and, and like I said, from, from someone that is a, a, a relatively new fan of boxing that have seen, you know... Uh, that have seen what the regulations are are now. I mean, what Cal? Would you say what are the pros of saying they weigh in for a fighter or for or for the fight itself? I, I think what it would do is it would force fighters like Canelo Alvarez uh, to fight at a weight that's comfortable and that they can make safely. It forces them to like, okay, I'm not a junior middleweight. I have to be safe to make sure I'm going to win the fight. I have to step up the weight division. He'd have to admit that Canelo, for example, I'm middleweight. And I'm going to fight at middleweight, and and I think that's you know I think that would make things 
that would work. I think that would absolutely work for, for boxing. It would, make it, it would make it safer in that regards. The problem we have at the minute, and it's something you notice more so in America and world title fights, is the weigh-ins are not 24 hours before. They're like 36 hours before. They're, mm. they're, you know, they'll be three, two, three o'clock in the afternoon before the day of the fight. It's a huge amount of time. You know, I think, I've been, you know, in terms of a compromise, what I think, I think it should be strictly 24 hours you know, before, say, 8 p.m., it has to be at 8 p.m., the right. weigh-in. At the minute, it's too big. It's too much of a gap between weigh-in and fight time. I think the rehydration limit is something that should be enforced. Yeah. And probably more on that than same-day weigh-ins or 24 hours, I think. You said IBF had the limit. They do. Yeah, yeah, I think, limit. yeah, yeah I think that. It, yeah. I think you need to have that across the board. Because, yeah. um, I mean, Canelo, I can't think of a fight that he wouldn't have won if he didn't rehydrate to 180 or whatever the fuck, but... I think maybe £10 limit rehydration is fine. Lose part of your purse if you go over. Well, you say, yeah, I mean, lose part of the purse. Some of the penalties for, for losing losing weight. We saw Paul Smith against Andre, when Andre Ward's comeback fight yeah. against Paul Smith. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Smith missed the weight horribly, you know, <laughs> yeah. blamed it on travelling traveling yeah. and water retention and all the rest of it. Uh, you know, and Andre, uh, and he, to be fair, I mean, he, so he should be, and he looked thoroughly embarrassed. Uh, and I think Ward gave him back his... He um, did, yeah, classy. Yeah, his, his, his penalties. But is, is that something that you've, you've got to hit the wallet? This is a domain for boxers fight for money, so you've got to hit them in the, in the wallet for punishments? Yeah, but something we've discussed on this podcast before is a lot of boxers are on the breadline, literally. And um, I mean, sort of, I mean, maybe at the top level, hit, the, hit them in the place. Maybe at the lower level, maybe not so much. But I guess the weight limit is a bit more arbitrary at lower level. I mean, people fight 172, 171, or whatever. Yeah. and and go that way, but I think maybe at our top level hit them, hit them in the purse. But then, someone like Mayweather or on that level, is it really, is he really going to give a fuck? I mean, for the Marquez fight, he was over by about a pound, and yeah. he just just paid it. So yeah. what do we do then? So is is there a case for being stricter and saying, look, you can't fight for the next six months, or, or however, you know, you can't fight now, and you it's, have to miss what your next fight would be? Well, it's I mean, difficult because the best fighters are so powerful. I mean, if um, well, Carlos Anthony Joshua, there's no weight limit, but. If someone has advantage Joshua standing, Mr. 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 Mrs. Weight, then he doesn't care. He's, he's minted. You're he right. doesn't fight for you. It's, it's difficult to penalise boxers. And you'd have and you'd have every you'd have to have every um, organisation with the same rules. Because obviously someone would just go, yeah. well, bollocks to then I'll go and I'll go and be WBC's champion or whatever it might yeah. be. And, and then it's different in America. It's different states. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just like, oh, if you're going to ban me in Vegas, I'll go and fight in New York. That wouldn't that wouldn't really happen at the top level because it's kind of frowned upon to try and jump try and jump like that from state to state especially at the top level I know Margarita has kind of flouted that one thing that uh, Michael, Mon- Michael Montero he does like uh, he does uh, videos for Boxing Monthly for the website he did a he did a, uh, a video saying basically they should scrap all the junior super divisions so scrap junior middleweight junior welterweight um, super featherweight so you you basically going back to the original eight weight classes. So you're saying there's too many weight divisions. Too many weight divisions because then, so for example, Canelo would have to admit he's a middleweight. Ward would be, and he's a light heavyweight now anyway. But back when he was a super middleweight, it was like right, you're a light heavyweight, and it would make people fight each other, right. and and it would be safer as well because they could make a weight and make it comfortably. What do you think about that? Does it limit? What I worry about things like that is particularly domestically. Yeah. Does it does it limit the chances for? You know, up and you know, boxing is becoming a more and more popular sport. Mm. You've seen, um, like you said, you, particularly in this country, you've seen from the uptake numbers, which I think were released again by the um, by the government uh, two weeks ago, in terms of uptake of yeah. new sports since 2012. 
um, you know, boxing's right up there. Yeah. You know, so does that start limiting talent that we might have coming through? Way in these different weight divisions, where you, they might get a bit of more chance to be showcased and to be shown, and then they settle into a weight. Yeah, division. I know what you're saying, and I think even at the the, I know what you're saying because people could, they could be in between divisions. Um, so it's, it's like oh, it's like George Groves. George Groves is like a be massive nice. super middle. Oh, I love George. Okay. Um, he's like bang on super middle, isn't he? Mm. But he's too small for light heavy, and it's like people people like that. You don't want people to lose early and get. Get kind of this. Um, can't think of the word. Just, just not want to be in the sport anymore. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> get, get get dropped a couple of times and go. Fuck this. I don't want to do it no more. You know, disheartened yeah. and just mm. be disheartened, not want to do it anymore. So I understand because what you can do right now is, if you lose, you can jump away and it's only five pounds and you can get your way back in that way. So I think I don't see a point of um, reducing the weight limits. Maybe at the lower wage, but there's like two pounds or four pound difference, maybe there. But um, I think I don't know from 160 to 175, that's you know a stone difference. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't know how I'd, I'd, I'd really feel about that. Yeah. Then you know, I do kind of think to myself, if um, 168 was a division when Hagler was fighting, would you have maybe gone there and got the recognition earlier? Because he 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 was denied a world title tilt for a very long time. That's a great point, yeah. And um, that could happen. That that could happen again if we reduce the weight limits. Um, I mean, obviously there was a color bar, you know, pre-war and a little bit after the war. And um, maybe you'd have a bit of a monopoly if you have less weight limits. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It was just an interesting point that that Michael brought up in his video there. I could I could actually go with it south of Junior Welter. So yeah, you'd have lightweight, yeah. and then below that you'd cut super feather. You'd have because they're only like five pounds in yeah. between them. Do you know what I mean? So I could live with that from like junior welter or downwards, but above it I would leave it as it is. First. And you don't think we would lose out in terms of the type of fights, particularly at super feather? Yeah. I mean the type of fights and stuff that, that we're getting. You, you, the, fan, well, the fans, we don't, we're not going to lose out. You don't think by, but if that was to happen. Lomachenko at lightweight. That's not a bad thing. Is he it? wants to fight. He's talking about fighting Pacquiao there. But yeah. the the point is that you have people in the lower weight who just sweep up belts and they're only like two pounds apart. And, um, but it was all relative, though, isn't it? To be fair, you yeah. But Pacquiao, Pacquiao's like on. an eight weight champion or something mental yeah. like that. Well, yeah. Because there's a shitload of divisions lower yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. No, down right. there. I mean, is he any better than? Is he any better than Ward? Career wise, I mean, it's hard to say because there are so many divisions to fight through. But I guess Pacquiao's got the benefit of having. Um, Fought in there with a lot of good Mexican fighters like Morales, Marquez, Barrera, yeah. and I mean, I mean, to make a boxer great, they've got to have the opposition. Yeah. If you haven't got the opposition, then there's no point. Um, Larry Holmes is a case in point. No one really had a dance, didn't really have a dance partner in that time. When he yeah, was a defining fight. Yeah. So when 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 the official as a boxer says, you know, he's definitely top five heavies yeah. of all time. Some people are like, well, why? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, Ernie Shavers almost sparked him. Um, Ronaldo Snipes um, shook him badly. You know, and um, it's it's difficult to I mean you know we're not moving topics but defining greatness in boxing is it's it's very difficult sport to define it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your fighting weight? What would you fight at now? I, I reckon I could get down. I'm I'm aiming for twelve stone, right? And I'll be delighted. You'd be a very short uh, middle over. Yeah. If when I was like thirteen stone four, I'd have been. So, I'd have destroyed. You're a tiny cruiser. Yeah, I'd, I'd have come up to Tony Bellew's knee. I'd, I'd say your fighting weight would be maybe light middle. Like obviously, you know, obviously you'd have to lose a leg, but <laughs> so you know, I'm twelve. I'm twelve nine at the minute. Yeah. I can. Uh... I think if I was to actually exercise and move, 
I'd probably because you're tall, you're rangy, I'm lanky. Yeah, like. I'd probably be a light middle as yeah. well, or middle weight. If I if I lost two legs and <laughs> arm, I'd probably fight at around about one fifty four, one sixty. Yeah, yeah, same. But we're all about I'm, I'm, I'm you'd be a mean, you'd that. be a mean motherfucker that way as well. <laughs> I would. I'd, I'd be like fucking a Berta Duran. <laughs> Just saying savagery. He beat um he beat Ray Lampkin. I think the vi- there's a, there's a very good su- good um page called Boxing History. They're on Twitter and they're on Facebook and yeah, um, yeah, no, he no. showed a video of him knocking up um, Ray Lampkin and there's celebrations. I was like, you really fucked the guy up badly. <laughs> you know, I mean, now you know, kind of um, I think when Canelo knocked out um Khan, he's like, you know, yeah. crouching over him to make sure he's okay. Yeah. He's fucking throwing the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute savage. <laughs> what way would Flav be? He's um, seven stone. He's sweat. Than me. He, yeah. I reckon I could be about one forty. One forty. Yeah. He was like five pieces of spaghetti tied together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, let's talk. Oh, look, we mentioned Frankie Gavin and, and Sam Eggerton very quickly. I want to talk about that fight because it was it was a fight that I got perfectly right on the fantasy league and no one else did Fuck for a start. So Fuck not only did I say when he uh, but he would stop him. I got it in the round. That's right. why I the five predi- points I, are there. I could have predicted the minute. The That's minute, why we put the five points in. We want that shit because that can change the league like that. It you did. pick you like well, it was Colin Howe, was it the chap that got he the week before he got belly? Shout didn't out, he? yeah, yeah. He got the week before and he was mid table and then Bosch, he's top. He's like fuck you, I'm top. And then you came back at him. But that's why we have the five points. You know, I know a couple of people don't like it, but that's the reason for it. it fucking keeps it interesting, man. Right to the end. Well, let's talk. Let's let's just talk about the fight very quickly. I thought. Um, uh, Gavin was was widely picked mm-hmm. to kind of outbox Sam Egerton that would have yeah. the brain and would have would have the movement. Uh, Egerton came out and just looked as if he'd taken what had happened in the um, in the skeet fight and just learnt completely. He, they he, all fall to skeet. Yeah, well that's true. That is true. Yeah, let's just get that out of the way. Sorry, yeah. that's true. But he, um, I was really really impressed with Sam Egerton. I thought he was disciplined. I thought to, to what his discipline is. Yeah. I know he took a lot of shots, yeah. particularly that one one bit in the middle where um, Andy uh, Clark said, oh, "That's a fantastic combination." And Eggington does not blink. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Clark's fucking good. Do you know what? You, I'm glad you mentioned Andy Clark. The commentary caused a lot. Of yes, ruffles was, was on Twitter. Macklin. Twitter was going mental about it because Macklin was clearly very pro Gavin. Um, so was Coldwell. So was so Coldwell. Was Coldwell. I didn't, didn't anticipate. Did you it think being... Coldwell was just kind of led along by Macklin? Because I think no, that I don't happens. think I don't think it gets long led along with that type of stuff. But I think what was interesting was yeah, Eggington stopped him even when the stoppage came in, and they were, and Macklin was <laughs> already talking about how that's the best performance he's ever seen from uh, Gavin. Oh, it was it was fucking cringe. I've kind of thought Gavin was winning. I thought he was doing quite well. Other than the, he got obviously got dropped a few times, but I thought he was outboxing him in a lot of the rounds. And actually, really? Yeah, I do. I do. I was scoring it on the night, and I, I thought he was in, in front. I thought he was winning. Macklin was gushing about Gavin, but when it came to score time, they both had Eggington really wide ahead. I um, think what they were saying at the end, I think they said that they were gushing about the fact that, that this, I, they felt sorry for Gavin because that's the most entertaining fight he's done. He's cut, he came to fight and he had, and he did, and that's probably the most punches he's thrown in that style yeah. that they've seen. I mean, I've seen him in some proper proper ball fests. I'm not a big fan of Frankie Gavin at all, um, and that's what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be quite a dull fight, and Eggington was going to try and land when he could, but just would probably, like you say, would just get outmoved and and kind of outmaneuver. But I thought I thought he was going to wash Eggington. Would we want to see it again? So Who's the dude Vassell that Gavin beat? What's his first name? Denton Vassell. Denton yeah. Vassell. He was fucking masterful that night. He was. I, I, I love Frankie Gavin as much as um, Al hates him. But um, 
I don't see a point of a rematch, and I think it was good that Gavin maybe considered that maybe he should fight at, at 140. Um, I think a rematch may well go the same way because I think Eggington knows that Gavin can't really hurt him. And if you're walking through someone once then, and you're not bigger than them, then what are you going to do? You can't, you can't box him at range. He's twice his size. That's the problem that Gavin had, isn't it? Because when he did hit Eggington with that three-punch combination, I think yeah. in the sixth round, and, and, like, and like Andy Clark said, Eggington didn't <laughs> even blink. Part of me thinks it's like because he doesn't know how. Right? Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> but true. he just stood there and, uh, you know, and Eggington said after, which I thought was quite interesting, was he said, you know, after the skeet fight, I, I had to take a look at myself. I, I walked into that skeet fight thinking I was a lot better than I, than I obviously am right now and I need to develop and I need to learn and that's what I've tried to do for this fight. With that being said, would, I mean, I know Bradley Skeet's probably got bigger things on his mind now, but I think I would be interested to see that again. I think Eggington has a has a because of that fight. It was a really good fight, and it was on Sky. He has a bigger, maybe not a much bigger profile than Ski, but I think he has a probably a bigger profile than Ski. So I think that's an attractive fight for Ski. Ski, I think he's he's defending the British title. Uh, I think at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, I think in Croydon <coughs> uh, at the end of the month. So I love it that he's defending the British title. Great, wicked. Um, but. Eggington, if Eggington can get another good win, yeah, I, I'd like to see it again. I'd like to see Skeet do a number on him again. It'd be wicked. Mm. Yeah. But then, you know, Skeet will beat Eggington to go on to beat Thurman Garcia yeah. Spence. Yeah. Clean up at 147. Yeah. Skeet is a podcast hero. Right? Yeah, the god. The god. <laughs> Love him. Well, it was a great fight. And uh, like I said, I, I'd, I'd like to see it again. But yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. So let's, let's move on. Uh, so we have had in the last few weeks we've been prick teased uh, by numerous people about Klitschko Joshua. Okay, so yeah. it went from don't really know anything about where nothing's going to happen. Tend to go well, you know, it could happen, and then guess what? Eddie heard smiling little face on Sky Sports News. We might have some big news for you. Oh, the big news is it's not happened. Yeah, so it fake it fake injury. So I mean, what? So in in light of that, well, look, let's take the injury. Let's take it as true. Right, uh, for argument's sake, to say that he had an injury, but he only had five, six weeks. Okay, I, b- I believe, lad, I do. So they're, they're muting that fight for 2017, yeah? So we then saw the announcement that it was going to be Eric Molina as an opponent for Anthony Joshua. Initial thoughts, T, when you saw that? <laughs> Pretty much silence. <laughs> um, I don't think I'll buy the pay-per-view. Probably take our mind in the day Same. and get caught up in the hype, but... Um, I think Joshua's between a rock and a hard place. He he made the point himself that he wants sparring, but the likes of Deontay Wilder and Pulev aren't going to spar him because he's, he's he's got a title now. So Joshua has to has to step up his level of opposition. I think Joshua could fight fucking Diane Abbott, and people are still about on pay per view. <laughs> so I think a lot of people would like to see that. Yeah. Well. So I think Joshua's at a point now where he can fight anyone. People are paid. fucking Diane Abbott. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Random, randomly, man. Cow's gone. <laughs> Diane oh, Abbott. I want to see it. Oh. Uh, yeah, a lot of people would like. But but no, I mean, um, Molina. I think he's living off one punch. I don't think he was ever in danger of beating Deontay Wilder. I mean, it's a bit like when Vargas fought Bradley. Shook him once. And he lost the fight clearly. People say, "Well, he, you know, he, he might do something here, but he won't really." You know what? It's a shame, right? And you know, imagine they put on those pack those little VTs as they're coming out. Yeah. It's a shame Vines died because what they could do is just get that that one man <laughs> yeah. punch and just play it over and over again. So we will rock you. They should just play Ariola knocking him out in a round, Jesus just like Christ. look, look you, you've all paid for it. Know the fucking truth, and you'll like it. 
So with, with the Molina thing, right? Yeah. Do we look at it now and say, right, after the Klitschko thing pulled out, do, do we try and give Joshua and, and, and Matchroom the benefit of a doubt when they would have then looked at a list of opponents? So there, I think they looked at, they would have had Price, mm-hmm. Molina. Oh, fucking hell, Price. Uh, I, think Brian, I think Brian Jennings was possibly an option. But then, of course, Parker got is getting tied up with um, Ruiz. with Ruiz, yeah. and uh, you know White and Chisora. If they wanted to try and stick a White rematch or Chisora or whatever it might be, that was yeah. tied up as well. So, do we look at it and think Molina is probably a better test than anyone else he could have had? I mean, Price for me personally, I think would have been more an easier sell mm-hmm. for for the UK. And I, I my opinion is that Matchroom probably wanted Price. I think that would have been an easier sell with five yeah. weeks to go to get the numbers that they would have wanted. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, Joshua said that, he, and his team said that they didn't want it. They felt it would be too easy. What do you think? It would that? have been too easy. It wouldn't have gone around. Mm. Joshua would have done him in a round. Uh, you know, I like. I do like David Price. I, I actually do like him, but he doesn't have it. He, he's, he doesn't have it upstairs to be a, be a world class. Joshua is just too fast. He hits too hard. It would not have lasted a round. So are we giving them a little bit of the benefit of the uh, doubt? A little bit. My only thing is, and me and, me and Flav nearly wrestled on the table about this on the last pod, pod I thought, you know. He, he's a world champion this match like a contender. Joshua. He, but he's not a world yeah. champion, is he? That's, that's the problem now. It's We had this, again, this is me and Flav. We were ready. and My shirt was off. It was on the floor. <laughs> you know, we were... <laughs> He, he calls himself world champion. They have the Sky Sports News, heavyweight champion of the world, they call him. But they match him like a contender. They match him like he's just coming up and he's on his way up. And he is that. And he is coming up and he is on the way up. But he's got a belt. You know, Eric Molina. I think the thing is, for me, everything's a fucking pay-per-view now with Joshua. Yep. And I get it. And I, you know, but... Well, this is my next point. But yeah, Teague won. Well, look at this. I mean, the bloke who won the belt off... Charles Martin. What did you see on um, Twitter? About to retire. One more fight and he's retiring. What Fucking the, what bravo. The, that says all. I mean, one, I mean probably Brazil will probably retire in 2018 after the payoff he got there. Just I mean, the, diff- the disappointing thing of it is, and we'll get to the whole Joshua always pay-per-view thing in just a sec, but mm. I think the, the, the issue I think for a lot of boxing fans is is that when Tyson Fury won that belt, everyone thought, you know what, that's is it. You know, he's going to release everything. This is going to every, get everything going in the heavyweight division. But I knew as soon as he got stripped by the IBF yeah. that it was it was end up going to fall back into place. And and what we've ended up with in 2016 is a load of absolute horseshit. Uh, you know, and, and 2017 has to be the year for it. And it's it's all very well Eddie Hearn and and some of the other promoters saying, yeah, you know, 2017. This is the plan that we've got. You know, but I I, I don't know whether to to believe it or not, or whether because they'll go right. We have got Molina's now. Molina's going to be pay per view, right? But they're already saying, oh, look, the Klitschko fight's going to happen. So they're, they're saying, you know, still buy this. Buy this, though, because, you know, this is it's Joshua. He's dangerous. Right? He hurt Wilder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2.4 seconds. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, but but don't worry, because he's not going to lose. And Quig's on it, too. Yeah. Quig. He's not fighting anyone. It just says Quig. fighting TBA. Yeah. Because at featherweight. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I think, you know, we have to make sure... 2017 has to be this, this year of the heavyweights in inverted commas. We have to see if Fury's willing to come back. He's signed up Ortiz. He's trying to sign up a few of them. He's got um, whites. He wants, I think he wants to have a night of heavyweights, doesn't he? Yeah. I think, he wants, but I think Coogan Cassius did a tweet earlier on this week. Um, he predicted 22 fights that were going to you know, shock the world in 2016, and only one of them happened, I think. Yeah. I forget. It's been a poor year. Yeah, so... Um, what, Frampton and Quig? I think that might have been it, yeah. So, um, no, it has been a disappointing year. Um... 2017, I think we're at a point now where Joshua can't fight Cairns anymore. No. And um, maybe fighting, I think, as Flav that said, fighting Vlad might be more than he can chew, but 
it's got to a point where he has to fight a fight where he's in the underdog. He has to train like he's hungry. Or even I mean, just not a massive favourite. Yeah. And you've yeah. got a, and he's got a belt, regardless of how he's got it. I mean, it's ridiculous that, he, that he's got it, but I don't blame him for taking Absolutely that, that opportunity and Absolutely taking that not. chance. Of course yeah. not. But he's got a belt, so then it doesn't matter whether he's ready or not, in my opinion. You, you can't walk around with, with a belt and, and, not be, and not be ready. You have to be. Yeah, you're, so, you're, you're saying exactly what I said on the last pod. It, you can't call yourself world champion and not behave like one. Being world champion is saying you're the best in the world. That means fight the best in the world. I think that's probably, to be fair, the only viable opponent, opponent that Joshua could have got is Louis Ortiz. Because he signed to Matchroom. He's just fucking formally scotting that fast. No, I, don't, I don't even want to talk about <laughs> that, that card because it was an absolute... The, the Jamie McDonald fight... Was a disgrace. Uh, was a disgrace on that on record. Yeah. Absolute, and I, I'm a massive fan of Jamie McDonald. I yeah. really like it. I think a lot of people are. And I, but I thought that was an absolute joke. Yeah. It was ridiculous. But let's just say the Smith and uh, the Smith fight was great. It was a good fight. That was great to watch. But we're it's not going to talk pay-per-view, about pay-per-view, aren't we? Pay-per-view, right. So this is the undercard. So we've got White Chisora. Oh, it's going to be the worst fight ever. Yep. It's going to be. It's going to make Malik Scott and fucking Louis Ortiz look like Gatting Ward three. You know what it'll be? Where as quick as Scott was running around that ring is as slow as these two will move around this ring. It's going to be awful. It's it will be awful. The yeah. battle of the worst right hands in British boxing. Uh, Derek Chisora, Chis- Chisora's like, you know, I want to see people get paid and I respect all fighters. Blah blah blah. But. And do you know what awful. though? It's so terrible to watch. The shame is, is I actually quite like them both. I quite like White. Yeah. Because I, I I just like his attitude and his I just I find him entertaining, not in his fights, granted, but I I find him I find him entertaining. I think if if Chisora is up for it properly mm. and is a, actually comes comes to do something, mm. it, it could turn into it, it could turn into something. But we've been saying this for years. Though. Yeah, I'm not. I think the build up is going to end up, and we've seen with this whole Chisora. with this whole gloves are off thing. I mean, what do you make of that type of thing? If, no, if someone uh, hasn't seen it, what? by the way, gloves, the gloves are off with being recorded and they had to be separated by security. It was all one big thing, so, apparently. But. I kind of saw it, and uh, I saw it, and I, I blamed them because it's them, and they did it, but I, f- I felt like Sky are, are mugging them off, or they're kind of, take, they're kind of egging them on kind yeah. of thing, like yeah. a pair of fucking... I can't think of the right word. It's like they're prodding them kind of thing. Yeah. Like fucking dancing bears or something. They're making them fucking fight. Or so. It's just, I don't know. It really, I found it distasteful. But do you find that they, do you think they have to do that to tell this pay-per-view? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think mean, so. Um, it's because it's not going to come off the back, of, well, it might come off the back of Joshua. I'm sure a lot of it does, but you know, the, the danger element for Joshua isn't there. Is I'm, it? I'm hardly in an ivory tower from this point of view, but I think the casuals will, will lap that up. Yeah. And you know, I can see why they put them two on the card. Why is a name now after fighting Joshua and they'll, It'll help sell tickets, but a fight would be diabolical. People were tweeting us and saying, "Oh, look, you know, that's going to be really good, isn't it?" And I'm, no, it's going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> look, everyone, yeah, everyone has different opinions about it, but for, I think they might surprise us for us. They? I think it, yeah, I think it would be a surprise if it's an entertaining fight. But you know, look, it's heavyweights, and, and people are drawn in by heavyweights. You've got Cal Five versus Lewis Con- Conception, mm-hmm. which which is a good fight. It's that for a, a world fight. title, and it's a, it's a, it's been a long time coming for. Well, I say long time coming. It's, we've been waiting for a step yeah, for he, Cowie he, fight yeah, for a long time. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's a good fight. They've also got Frank Buglioni and, and um, Jose Burton, Burton, which that's a good is a fight, fight that I was meant to see in the, at the Crawler undercard, um, which didn't happen, which was a real shame. Uh, so that, that that's decent as well. But And then you've got Quig making his return. That's going to be at featherweight. He uh, says he wants a meaningful fight as well. He said he doesn't want... He wants something meaningful. I did hear on another on another podcast, it did make me laugh, when they were saying, oh, yeah, 
Hearn said that Quig is going to be a big name. <laughs> who, who, what big names have you got? Some of those Japanese guys have got big names. Is it going to be? It's going to be. It is. It's going to be a teak tough Mexican, or it's going to be a Japanese guy. And and they have said about Luis Ortiz being on there. Now, what I felt found was interesting about Luis Ortiz. Obviously, that the performance against Malik Scott was 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 poor. I think it's yeah. fair to say. Yeah. And suddenly, in Eddie's interview afterwards, it wasn't necessarily a definite that he was then suddenly going to be on that tenth on the card on that tenth. So. Let, let's see if he's actually they, on Why there. doesn't David Price fight him? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see that. That'd be fun. Louis Ortiz yeah. will look good, at least. Yeah. yeah. So, again, so this is going to be pay-per-view. And, I mean, are you going to buy it? Probably. I'll buy it. No, I'm not. I'm, 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 uh, I don't want to, but I probably will. See, I'm a sucker for it, and I always end up doing it on a day like, like Tito, just because I can't be bothered with streams, and I just want to sit there and, and watch it. But yeah. I am not watching I'm not buying this pay-per-view. It's not. Well, the thing is, is... um. And my missus' boy will be asking me, oh, you know, oh, so Joshua's fighting then. Oh, I want to sit on the seat, I want to see it. So you end up buying it because, you know, he's only, well, he's only a teenager. Yeah. And they hear the names and say, oh, yeah, Dillian White's fine. He's really good, isn't he? I'm like, no, he fucking isn't. <laughs> fucking rubbish. And you want to get him in the boxing, you know. Well, yeah, but... So they're saying, I mean, what Eddie Hearn's um, argument for it was, was, look, this is going to cost us X amount of million yeah, to, to put on if we it. didn't do this through box office we wouldn't be able to put it on what my argument is is none of us have asked for White Chisora none of us have asked for Joshua Molina this isn't like Mayweather Pacquiao where we're baying at, at this or even a quick Frampton yeah, yeah, where yeah. we want this fight yeah. give it to us if we've got to pay for it to make it happen then fine yeah. we haven't asked for this so that's where the whole everything that Joshua does is on pay-per-view thing falls down and I think we'll start it's starting to irk um, with these types of cards, and that's well, why 2017 has to be a better year. If you're putting something on it that sells out, then why are you going to stop doing it? I mean, people I are I understand, people, people yeah. are going to buy it. So, as a businessman, why does he give a fuck if um, I'm going to see it? I think while there's not a first for Joshua Molina, there's a first for Joshua. Mm. People want to see Joshua regardless, exactly. like you said, Diane Abbott. You know, people will watch <laughs> him. They want to see him. They want yeah. to see Anthony Joshua regardless of who he fights. And it's just a big American lump, and they want to see knockouts. But that's the thing. But people can see Joshua. And for, if this to be on normal Sky, yeah. you know, if we were to look at that card, with, I mean, granted, a, a card. I don't know whether this is what we come to expect, and we should expect this on a normal card. You know, Burton Buglioni, um, Yafai Conception, and Joshua against a tune-up fight, essentially before he goes into Klitschko. That should really be on normal Sky, really. I mean, I, it's the fact that we haven't asked for this stuff, so. Why is it so expensive? Uh, I get the people who haven't asked for it are kind of dwarfed by the people who yeah, want to see it. Who will pay for it? Because yeah. it's Anthony Joshua, it? and I think that's. I think that's it. My my thing. My only thing with it is, into I don't know. I'm I'm not fucking. I'm not sitting on the streets begging right. or anything. But the Sky Bill seventy one quid. Then you've got a pay per view. Box Nation's twelve quid. BT Sports that. It's mm. just fucking hell. It's just it adds it's up. Tough, isn't it? Yeah. Look, very quickly then, speaking about Box Nation and BT, yeah. uh, big announcement this week that they've announced that they're about to enter a partnership together. I um, So essentially what's going to happen is Box Nation will, will show their shows, their normal shows, like their international content their will be the same, will be on their channel. BT will then show 20 Box Nation cards, essentially through the BT Sport channel. So what you'll be able to do, and then combine it, there will be extra money to so put extra be on shows both on Box Nation. One. Both. So you can cancel your Box Nation subscription. I hope I got this right. Maybe yeah, we'll put something into George Warren for a comment. Yeah. But uh, you can cancel your Box Nation subscription and you'll still be able to see everything, the majority of what you want to see. Well, you, see the, you see the 25, it's not the rest of them. Yeah, so yeah. what George Warren was saying in his interview was that he, they fully expect 
in the short term to lose subscribers because people who have already got BT Sport will get it as part of their package without any extra. So, look, what it does do is it squashes what we, how many times have we talked about the whole issue with exposure with Box Nation for fighters? And, you know, and Frank Warren has finally admitted himself that it, that it is something that boxers have said to him that of why they, you know, don't want to come over or, or perhaps have left. Really, now, with, Box, with BT and obviously with their link with EE as well, mm-hmm. that should be a non-issue in terms of... I think it makes them... I think it, it makes Frank Warren legitimate competition for, for Eddie Hearn. Before it was, you know, to, to pardon the wrestling analogy, it was WWE and TNA. And now it's WWE and WCW. There's a, there's a real rivalry there now, you know. Frank Warren, he's got fighters, he's got his stable. They pick up a lot of the good American shows as already. They've got a bit of money, they've got a bit of financial backing yeah. now. And I think they can maybe pick up some free agents as well. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's a bit of a dirty word on, on this podcast, but MMA, so UFC, is on BT Sports and is quite successful there. So having boxing in there too would be great for fans of both sports. And um, no, I think I, I think it's good to have some competition for, for Eddie Hearn. I don't think it's... I don't think Eddie Hearn will be streets ahead regardless. I know, I'm not sure he will. I, I mean, short term, yeah. I'm not sure it will long term. I think with production, money that will be able to go in... The, I mean, part of the bar, big part of the whole thing with Sky is production. You know, produ- you know, they're they're big on it. They want it makes everything look glossy. You know, it looks everything looks yeah. new and it's fresh, and that's what Bok Nation suffers with a little bit. Um, I think they'll be able to do more more with that. I think what it does do is right. It ups it ups their game. It makes them legit, and it, any competition is good for business. It's good for us. We're the ones that win out of this. Is is the fans? Hopefully, I think that I think what Eddie Hearn has done really well is uh, by using Sky. He's piggybacked off Premier League football. You know, Sky Sports News is such a huge thing for them yeah. in yeah. terms of advertising, and uh, you know, having Tony Bellew come out on the pitch at halftime, Man United against Liverpool, for example, yeah. before his fight, it's a big Tyson Fury came out Man United game. You know, it's Crawler it's, as well. Yeah. Crawler did, you know, and BT have Premier League football and they have Champions League football. Yeah. So if you chuck in, you know, adverts during the Champions League, during the Premier League football, that's yeah. proper exposure then. And I'm really, yeah. I'm really happy for Box Nation because it's, I am it's well. a channel that I love. I'm frustrated with it at times, and you and you're frustrated with the types of shows that are on this. But, but, but you appreciate as to what what they're trying to do, and I think it's good for the, it, it's good for the sport for that channel to, to flourish. I think the worry of Box Nation is um, BT might just eat them up, yeah, and split them out. I think that's very. I think that's that's, that's what it is. I think that's long term. Absolutely, yeah. Is I it think. something that it's a gamble they almost have to take though now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, um, the chap that um, runs Random Steel, who's a, yeah, look, yeah. They, they've been funding Box Nation pretty much from day dot, and mm. I, I think it's only right for, for for them to expect a return at some point. You know, they're funding it and they're funding it, and I think it's well, well known that Box Nation. But you're right. You look great. at people like say Terry Flanagan now, yeah. who might actually be able to they they might actually be able to market him in a in a in a better way. Yeah. When is it coming to effect? January. I I think that's a bit. Prem- they said January. January I heard no, it was moving into February. Yeah. I think the deal commences in January and then yeah. and then February. So let's look forward to that. I'm I'm uh, hopefully that'll be all right. We need to turn our attention to something that is going to save 2016. It won't. Yeah. Well, in terms of boxing and the best fighting the best, it's actually going to a matchup that is actually going to save matchups for 2016. I don't think they'll fight one. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> So we've got Andre Ward against Sergei Kovalev. I am fucking excited for this. So, look, let's just go straight into it. Yeah. Ward, 
Kovalev, whoever wins this is pound for pound number one. Agreed? Mm. Depends on how. I think, but yeah. So. I think, you, I think, Chocolatito, uh, you know, he's had a stellar career. Uh, he is the number one. I, I think that, I think that the winner has to win in such a fashion, they have to win in a really comfortable fashion, i.e. Ward washes him on points or Kovalev stops him. If one of those two happen, because I think those, you know, those are probably the, most realistic outcomes in terms of a comprehensive win, then yes, I would say they're probably the number one. This, sorry, Tee, go on. No, I was, I was just going to say that um, in terms of the fight itself, I don't think it's going to be a great spectacle. Anyway, it's a spectacle as if Kovalev destroys Ward, and I don't think that'll happen. Why so. don't you think it'll be, what, what do you think, you think Ward, so that'll be down to Ward making it a non-spectacle then, I'm assuming. Well, well, yeah, I just think styles make fights, and I don't think their styles will necessarily make for an exciting fight. Um, some might say how Kovalev performed against um, Hopkins might be a might be a gauge for how he performed against Ward. It'll just be twelve rounds of domination, which is entertaining, I suppose. But I think there's a validity to that point. Yeah, I, I think that's a legit point because I think I think a lot of people are underestimating the boxing ability of Kovalev. Mm-hmm. I think I think they see him <coughs> knock people out and they think he's a they think he's a punch and they think he's nothing else. That jab to the body and that type of stuff. That just he, people he's, a quality, yeah. he's a quality boxer. If he was a plodding guy, plodding, just a puncher, Hopkins would have, would have handled that. You know, he got washed, Hopkins. Does know. it matter, you know, in terms of, in terms of style and whether it's going to be a super, um, you know, an amazingly entertaining fight, does it matter when it's a genuine 50-50 like this? No, I don't, no, I, I'm not into, no, not really, I, I, I'm a purist, I, I want to see the best fight, and I know people talk about all the time, the best fight and the best, and I, I think it is that, it's the two probably stand out light heavyweights, light heavyweights in a great division, I think it's those two in Adonis, I think they're the absolute standouts in that division, but they're two top elite fighters, and they're fighting and they're fighting at a weight that's comfortable to them I think yeah. that's important it's three of the four belts on the line I think that's great um, and they're both you know they're both, under, they're both undefeated they're both undefeated yeah what's not to like about it so let's let's, uh, let's break it down I'd like each of us to kind of say as to where we where, how we think it's going to go and what, what we think is going to end up with it right I think mine for me I've sat and deliberated and, and, uh, and decided whilst I was sat having a shit uh, and told you guys that I've decided now I'm done Okay. I'm, I'm locking down. Yep. I'm going Kovalev in 10. Okay. You said 9. Did I? You oh, okay, 9. All right, fine. So go 9, that's fine. Um, but if it happens in 10, I'll get half the points. No, you don't. Two and a half points. No, no, you don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, my reasoning for this is, is because I think I'm looking at opponents in the last 12 months. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I know Kovalev struggled a little bit with, with Chalemba. Um, I think that was a little bit of the fight before the fight syndrome. Um, but I think in, in level of opponent that he's had to beat, you know, and as our friend Tony Bowie said, you know, who beats Chilemba? You know, you watch how many people actually beat Chilemba, and, yeah. and he was right. You know, so it was a tough fight, and, it, and he did a job. You know, Ward has fought Smith. Um, Brand. Uh, yeah, Brand. Barrera. And Sal- Sullivan Barrera. And, you've, and I'm thinking, mm, I'm not sure. And I wasn't massively impressed in the last two, I've got to be honest. Um, and again, that might be fight before the fight syndrome as well. But I think... Um, I, I think that power will, will go. I, I just think that level of opponent and, and the rise that Kovalev is on, and that that kind of run of form, so to speak, will take him will take him into that into that fight. And I, I I think he will stop him. I feel like you've hacked my emails and you've seen my preview. For <laughs> He's got Piers Morgan over it. Yeah, he's hacked my email because the you know fuck Piers this, Morgan. By, by the time this comes out, the preview will probably be out as well. Um, I do I do agree with you on a lot of that. The lot. 
the last time um, Ward fought an elite opponent, I'd say it's 2011 when he fought Carl Froch. Uh, I don't think he's fought. He fought Chad, and I love Chad. Uh, I love Chad Dawson. Mm. Um, but Chad Dawson was weight drained to fuck. Yeah. He should not have been at 168. It was a ridiculous decision for him to go there. Um, I completely agree. I, I've been quite consistent about this on every podcast. I was not impressed in the Sullivan Barrera fight. Um, I was Paul Smith. He should, you know, Paul Smith. He did stop Paul Smith, but Paul Smith doesn't have a you know a notable win since 2013, so that didn't mean much. Uh, and then Alexander Brand. He looked okay. He walked Alexander Brand down, and, he, and he, his heart, his, his hands looked fast, and he, you know he was doing everything he could to stop Brand. But he's just not a puncher, especially not a light heavyweight. I just think I, I think that Kovalev's legit. I think he's a legit fighter. You know, I don't think Ward's the same fighter. I don't think he's the same fighter he was that, that beat Carl Froch and that beat. Um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Mikel Kesler. I, I don't think he's as quick. I, I don't think he's as strong. I, I don't think. I just don't think he's the same fighter. And I, I think Kovalev's going to drop him a couple of times. And I think, but I think Ward will see the distance. I think he'll be competitive the whole way. But I think Ward gets it in a comfortable decision around 115, 111, something like that. I think I think Ward wins. Um, why? Because as I said with Garcia, he fights the level of his opponent. Um, over the last twelve months, twelve to eighteen months, his opponents have been fucking shit. <laughs> to be to be diplomatic, yep. but um, I just think he's got so much in his locker, and you know, there's a lot of fights in days of twelve. I mean, that's just mental. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, I just I just got a feeling that that. That, that Ward's going to do I haven't, I haven't got no long drawn out analysis I've just, just a feeling I've got in my heart that that Ward does it but I don't think it's clear cut in my mind because I, think I feel I, I think that Ward may taste the canvas I think I think there will be a 10-8 round in there and that's what's great about it is that you know you couldn't you wouldn't be surprised either way no. I, let me ask is there any argument at all for Ward being able to do any damage to, to, to hurt Kovalev to a point where he's taken a knee or he can be got to the body to the body yeah that's my that's my only and I don't know whether he can be got to the body but I think you've seen you know even Chalemba to, to, to an extent there were some winces going on mm-hmm. uh, but I mean what do you think do you think there's any any purchase in the fact that he could he could stop Kovalev in any way shape or form no 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 chance. no I don't think he's going to stop Kovalev uh, I would be I, I actually be, I want more to win I'd love him to win. I really like Ward. I love the way he speaks. I, I think I love hearing him talk. I'm such a fan of his. I really want him to, to beat Kovalev. I do think I've, I've said Kovalev since day one because it just the, the fight didn't. I didn't like the fight as soon as I heard about it for Ward. And I just even though I have wavered, I have wavered a lot. Mm. Uh, you know, but I'm sticking. I have to just. I just no. I don't think he can stop Kovalev. I wouldn't be surprised if he washed him 12 rounds to nil or 10-2. I would not be surprised at all, and I'd be delighted if he did. But I think, yeah, I'm gonna. I do. I think Kovalev will win. I think. I think it'll be a competitive fight, but I do think Kovalev will win. Well, I mean, what what's been missed a lot in the preview of the of the of the fight is um, Ward actually moved weights to fight the best out there. Yeah, huge amount of credit. You know, and I guess you know when you say Ward, you've got to say Golovkin. Um, I mean, he could have maybe fought Canelo. Canelo's avoided him. Not his fault. But Ward didn't have to fight Kovalev. Mm-hmm. No, didn't have to at all. Golovkin wants no part of of uh, Ward. No, yeah. not a single bit. You know, uh, he's he's happy to fight someone two weight classes lower, but he didn't want to fight. He didn't want to fight Ward at one sixty eight. He didn't want to fight Froch at one sixty eight. He was happy to fight Shabazz Junior. Talk about Froch, though. Isn't it? Talk, talk about Froch from Tom Loeffler. Froch is retired. He's had a nose job. Mm-hmm. He's retired. He 
That's true. Yeah, he's not gonna fuck that nose job. It looks very good. No, fucking nice nose job. Fucking nice. That's quality restaurant quality nose job. No, no. I tell you what, fight has got me excited. Yeah. Russell Lomachenko v Waters. Yeah. Now everyone should watch that. Everyone has to watch that. I asked you. And as Carl asked me, you've got my got my countryman, Waters, and you've got Lomachenko as my fucking hero. Where, uh, where, where, what, what is it on? Was it on? Is it it's Box on Nation? Box Nation, yeah. yeah. I think it is Box Nation, see, yeah. See, what, what my worry, not worry, is, but I think uh, it'd be interesting to see if, if you get any feedback in terms of numbers of how many people actually watch Ward Kovalev at yeah. two, or whatever time it is going to be. It's on Sky, isn't it? On, on Sky. You know, yeah. Sky have gone gone with this, you know, with this uh, with this fight so that they can advertise it. And to be fair, they, they pushed it. You mm. know, you see it on lots of adverts, lots of pieces and pieces. But I think, again, with Lomachenko Walters, is something that really, you know, if, if you're if you're just getting into your boxing and, and just coming into it it's something you have to watch both of them are fights that you have to watch to, to really to really continue that if you're, that into if you're new to boxing just watch Lomachenko YouTube there's so many highlight oh, videos brilliant. of him the guy it's like if you had a manual of how to box how to judge distance how to throw shots how to how to parry shots he does it all and you know it pains me to say that I think Waters is going to probably lose every round but yeah. but if Waters connects then then who knows? I wasn't sold on Lomachenko, you know. I know you, I know you are, but I, was I, wasn't, sure. I wasn't until Rocky Martinez. Yeah. yeah, Rocky Martinez. He was fucking masterful. Yeah. His hand speed is ridiculous. And his feet, he was masterful. And I thought, you know what? It was like a Mayweather Gay moment. It was watch, It was like watching that fight. You know what? You're fucking the tits, mate. And yeah, that, he, he, and I agree with you too. I think he's going to wash Waters. I think he's going to beat him every round. But I, I really like Waters because... He reminds me of my hero, Oville McKenzie, but like he's been put in the hot wash and just made a lot smaller. Yeah. You know. And it's sad news about Oville McKenzie as well. Yeah. It's, you know, he's now retired for the heart condition. Yeah. Um, so we're all big fans of Oval McKenzie, and yeah. we want to wish him the best of luck and and uh, and all the best in, in whatever he decides to go do going forward. Have we heard? Has he said anything about what he wants to do? No, he want to stay in the no. game or? No, no but at least, sure. died, at least they found a heart condition and didn't fight on with it. He didn't so. fight. And it's such a shame. You look. You know. Yeah. You think of. How things could have been, I mean, they would have found this hard condition, but you think professionally of getting that draw out in Argentina against. Um, I'd love for him to win a world title. Yeah, I mean, and he, and he should have. He probably, not. Sh- yeah, I mean, it he was really close. genuinely could have won close. Could have won that fight. Yeah. yeah. If he'd have been in England, he probably would have, or, you yeah. know, he took it 11 days' notice. The thing is with Oville, um, personal, personal for me, because the first time I ever saw boxing live, Oville McKenzie won prize fire. And I was sat third row, never been to boxing before, and I was fucking close to it. And I was like, "Fuck me, they're eating each other." It's a really, and, it's a real kind of rocky story, isn't it? Yeah. Because he was like working, he was a nightclub doorman. He lost six of his first eleven fights. Yeah, he was like five and six in his first eleven fights. He goes on to win Prize Fighter, and that was what got him going. He wins yeah. Prize Fighter. He wins the British title. Mm. Uh, he wins. He wasn't even expected to win the British title when he beat John Lewis Dickinson. Yeah. He won the Commonwealth title, and then he went and fought, well, fought for a world well, title. Well, you know, he, he, he deserves everything that he the Bellew fight really that he didn't really you know you look at what Bellew's become yeah and he should have beat that stoppage in the first fight really upset me because he dropped Bellew badly yeah. badly and he didn't get the same opportunity to recover that Bellew did and that really annoyed me but that's because Bellew was a house fire and blah 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 well there you go big up over Mackenzie man good yeah, luck the upsetter. so let's wrap it up yeah. let's wrap it up we got uh, we've got some good stuff to look forward to this week so uh, enjoy it Thank you everyone for downloading the podcast. We really appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at below the belt underscore facebook.com forward slash B2B pod. That's where you put in your entries for the fantasy league cow. 
We didn't do it for the Monaco car because we felt it was a little bit fringe. We've got bigger fish to fry this weekend with it. So we'll be putting out some messages about that. Or you will, Cal, won't you? Yeah. Uh, so come at me. Come at me at the top. If you aim for the king, you better kill him. <laughs> you better kill him first. <laughs> On that bombshell. On that bombshell. Let's go. Podcast Network.